Welcome to the Wheel of Sports, brought to you by Melbourne's Turnstile Network. This is the podcast home of the greatest sports stories ever told. My name's Ian McNally, and with me... Matt Lavery, Matt Lavery! Yeah! <laughs> it's so good that you say request. it twice. My special what request. A ca- what a catchphrase. No, uh, <laughs> we'll get spinning the wheel straight away, Matt, and... The wheel keeps uh, twisting and turning. Well, it doesn't twist, it just turns. It just spins and then... Sp- I don't... <laughs> <laughs> what quality content, Sorry. content this is, is explaining how a wheel works. And the topic for this episode is... Out of Bounds. Out of Bounds, one of my favourites. Yeah, Out of Bounds. It's uh, I'll, I'll do this one, Matt, because uh, I think it's probably the saddest story... Uh, certainly I've addressed on the podcast in, right. in the podcast history now I'm intrigued you know, I don't want to bring the mood down but I just want to probably warn yourself that it's quite a tragic story it starts in Ireland the Republic of Ireland okay. and it starts in a, a small town uh, to the south of the capital Dublin which as you know is the biggest city in the world because it keeps on Dublin and Dublin it literally... Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> what, like edit it or just cut it out? Just stop, stop, stop it. behaving just like stop that. It. <laughs> <laughs> it literally means Blackpool. You know that Dublin in Irish dub means black and Lynn means pool. I didn't know it's that. Actually Blackpool. There we are. Amazing. Um, but that's irrelevant to the story, right? <laughs> so, Back to the sad story. So, Ballybrack Football Club. Proud history started in. 1975. So they're, you know, they're, and they've got a big influence in the Ballybrack community. Uh, they've got a lot of junior teams. They've got different uh, age groups, right through up to the jewel in the crown, which is <laughs> Ballybrack, who play in the Leinster Senior League. Right. They are firing in the 2018-2019 season. Oh, yeah. Going they've well. Only, only just started, like, in the, in the August and... They're looking very tasty. They're looking like they could be on to win this league. It's late November and everything's kind of, you know, in high spirits. Nice buzz around the club. They're doing well. And they have a training session on the Thursday in the evening. And a call is made to the Leinster Senior League officials on the Friday morning and very tragically the league is informed that one of the Ballybrack players uh, drove home from training and was in a, a tragic car accident and and died oh, yeah. like, he died on the way home from training and you know to be wiped out in that manner and to be you know, in such a nice club with a nice vibe. And this is just so upsetting. And, and the the player who, who died in that accident is called Fernando Nuno Lafuente. He was an immigrant from Spain. He'd come over to work for a software company in, in Dublin and he joined the local team. And now he's he's dead. The Leinster Senior League... They behave impeccably. They send a message out to all the clubs in the league. They cancel the club's game against Arklow 
on the Saturday and they instruct every other game to go ahead but with a minute silence and with black armbands. What a really nice gesture like that they've you know they they play against each other every week but in this really tragic time things are more important than sport. They've got together for one of their comrades, one of their players and it's just a sad an immensely sad weekend and the messages go on twitter on facebook the condolences even in the newspaper that this has happened it's really upsetting and it's had a a big effect on the community the chairman of the league uh david moran he decides on a monday to get in touch with ballybrack and see what the funeral arrangements are and see if they can help out in any way or you know, make contact with Fernando's family as obviously they're in Spain and the club official who takes the call from Ballybrack they said that there's no funeral because the player's body has already been flown back to Spain on Saturday David Moran thought this was a bit unusual it's not impossible but he just thought, oh, that's quite quick, you know, to die in a, a car accident on Thursday and, and already be repatriated by Saturday. But then I, I don't know the timeline for these things. Oh, I would like, have no it just idea. doesn't happen, does yeah. it? Like, I would hope I never will know the timeline for these things. But it does sound quick. Yeah, it, it's kind of, I don't know why it sounds quick. I mean, you know, it's yeah. it's, it's two nights gone by, but... I don't know how these things work, but the league's kind of... So, oh, that's, that's a bit strange. But what we'll do is we'll just check in with, uh, you know, with the local police and things. They also try to find um, Fernando's profiles and things on social media so that they could, you know, perhaps track his family down or, you know, get in touch because the club was being a bit unusual about it. After they kind of delved into it and researched it, they then tried to call Bally Brack again and no one was answering. Hmm. And, and probably they're busy. They're busy doing, like, dealing with arrangements, grieving. You know, it's, it must be a very hard time for them. And the league kind of think, well, okay, well, clearly stuff's going on in the club, but we'll help them out. We'll... We'll get in touch with Fernando's employers because they found who he worked for through social media. Yeah. And he worked for a software company uh, called Clofox and he'd, he'd worked as a senior engineer for them. And they found out that Fernando had actually moved from Dublin to Galway in September, ah. not November. This is November 2018. He'd actually moved, he'd actually moved from dublin to galway well if you know your geography of ireland that's a that's a bit of a drive to come back for football training twice a week in a match what you know once a week in the leinster area that's gonna be a, a long long time spent in the car each week is it or well it would it would it kind of explain why he might have had a a traffic accident right because uh, he would have been really tired fatigue is one of the biggest killers on the road matt right and if you've just been running around with your mates for a couple of hours and then you jump in a car and you're going back to Galway. You put, you, your life is in your hands, Fernando, here. Like, God love his determination. 
But no wonder he's in a box back to Spain. Right. You know, after they contacted his employers and after they kept a tag on social media, it turns out, Matt, that Fernando is alive. He's alive. (laughs) Fernando. Fernando's alive. He's come back, Matt. That's incredible. (laughs) He's come back. So, so he got better. I think I don't know, Matt. <laughs> What's happened? I don't care. He's alive. So our he's, brother so in arms, is... our comrade who had died after training on the Thursday. He's back. Someone needs to tell Ballybra. They're still upset. Someone needs to tell them because they've been through a terrible time at the weekend. Yeah, they had and the game cancelled, and they've. They've, you know, they've, they've been misled in this... Way. All these other teams have done the minute silence, yeah. they wore black armbands. Matt, it, this is amazing news. I can't believe Fernando's alive. Not only is he alive, he's in Galway. I mean, <laughs> this is a beautiful story. But this kind of all doesn't make sense. Not much so far. So let's go back to... Let's go back to Friday morning. Okay. <laughs> Before the weekends. As Fridays generally are. <laughs> <laughs> Ballybrack. Their team, they're flying high near the top of the league. They've got a good chance of winning this league. They don't want to mess it up. Of course not. And they're playing their arch rivals. <laughs> not really. But they're playing Arklow. Right. <laughs> it's about a 50-minute drive from Ballybrack to Arklow. And one of the problems with this fixture on the 24th of November 2018 was a lot of the Ballybrack team, the players, they had a, a stag do. Oh, a, right. A books night. Yeah. Huh? A celebration of one of their f- friends getting married. That sounds fun. And, but that clashes with their game. Yeah, and they're chasing the league, and and they don't want to miss this game. Yeah, but I don't think they want to miss this good night out. No, who would? And so, <laughs> one of the senior volunteers in the club, he he says to the lads, he's like, you know, he's on the WhatsApp group. He says, look, I'll I'll take care of this, boys. Just leave it with me, and I'll sort it out. I'm like, oh, okay, well that kind of the players are that's the answer they want to hear yeah they want to go out i want to go out on the on the night out and uh the interesting thing is is fernando who's in galway he's in the whatsapp group he's still in it he knows that he's he's been asked by the volunteer at the club if they can use him as an excuse and he thinks well I'm in Galway now, as long as I, I don't get into, into any trouble for it. Like, they can just say, you know, I've broken my leg or I've, you know, I've, I don't know, I've been a bit sick or whatever. They'll just cover it and it doesn't make any difference because I'm, I'm in Galway now and um, I'll probably go back to Spain anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But something happens on Saturday night. Fernando is removed from the WhatsApp group. <laughs> <laughs> Now, if that's ever happened to you, that's serious. You may as well be dead. Oh, there's nothing worse, is there? He's just been 
deleted out the WhatsApp group. And he thinks, oh, hang on. Something's, something's happened here. Something's gone down. That's awful. To be to have been removed from a WhatsApp group. Obviously, I, you know, we've come all this way to Australia. You've been here longer than I have. But, yeah, if my mates did that to me, <laughs> I'd feel cut off. I'd feel like, yeah, dead to them. Yeah, absolutely. And he's only in Galway. It's not that far. <laughs> No, no, no. What's the population of Ireland? Four million or something. Oh, it's word gets around. But talking of word getting around, Fernando doesn't have any clue what's going on. And, and so, so, But he's been asked what? Uh, he's just been said, oh, Fernando, we might use you as an excuse to, to get out of the game. You're That's ha- it. Yeah, and you're happy right. for us. And he's like, oh, okay, well, it's not getting off my nose. Yeah, like, okay. And uh, the interesting thing is, is none of the Ballybrack players know what 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 the senior volunteer for the club has told the league, which is that Fernando has died in a horrible, tragic car accident. So on none Thursday of the players night. are told. None of the players know the correspondence between him and the league, and so Fernando doesn't find out until it bleeds through on social media that people are having minute silences for his death. The people are wearing black armbands for his death. Wow. And he's in Galway alive. He must be thinking, what? (laughs) He's checking your pulse. (laughs) What a weird... So when did he find out? Do we know? On Sunday, presumably, after the... Yeah, so he... When are the games? Saturday? Saturday, yeah. So it starts to creep through on on the Sunday. And so Fernando then has to sort his own affairs out because his family... In Spain, they're on social media and it's creeping through that he's dead. Oh, no. So he's got to try to get get in touch with them and say, there's a story that I'm dead. (laughs) But But I'm I'm not. not. (laughs) Some of his family are like, you were dead as soon as you left Spain. (laughs) It's like, you're not welcome back. It's funny that his his employer released a statement on his behalf, uh, confirming the time that he'd been in Dublin and then he'd been transferred to Galway to to kind of reconfirm he was alive and still working. (laughs) Because there could be an implication for them, you know, oh, we're expecting Fernando on uh, on Monday to come and fix our... uh software or whatever yeah of course oh he's dead oh that's yeah, tragic we'll call another company yeah wow <laughs> and so the statement said it has been an extremely anxious time for fernando we asked that all media respect fernando's privacy as he has not asked for any of this attention no seems reasonable except for fernando revealed later that he'd had a conversation with his wife who had said, don't talk to any newspapers. And Fernando said to her, no way, this is the Fernando show now. <laughs> yes, Fernando. Oh, so he's that. into it. Yeah. He's like, this is... this. He's like, this is my moment in the spotlight. To, to what, become like a, a celebrity for five minutes or something. Yeah, absolutely. Th- meanwhile... The, the Leinster Senior League, they've they've got to work out, work their way through this because how do you put a punishment in place for something that presumably isn't in the rule book? Yeah, presumably <laughs> like, 
Is there a law for this? I don't know. So they have to seek guidance from the Irish Football Association of how they're going to deal with it. And the best that they could come up with was that they put it under the bringing the game into disrepute. Good answer. Catch all that. It it is, isn't it? It's like you've lowered the self-esteem of the sport (laughs) in the public eye. So the Leinster Senior League, they decide that they're going to put down the Arklow game as a 3-0 defeat Yes, to Ballybrack. And they're also going to deduct six points from Ballybrack. Yeah. Now, that season, by the end of that season, after all the games were played, Ballybrack finished second by two points. Well, (laughs) they they would have been far better off. Just sending their kids in. Yeah, or forfeiting the game. They could have just said, we can't get enough players yeah, together. We'll lose 3-0 and we, we'll still win the league. Yeah. <laughs> like, if they weren't to know, they would have won the league. But, but bear in mind as well that Arklow finished mid-table. They lost half of their games and had a goal difference of minus 22. So there's a fair chance that Ballybrack, even with a weakened side, would have I mean, beaten Arklow. It's it's just incredible commitment to going to the pub, isn't it? Like, <laughs> like come on, let's not delve into any Irish stereotypes here. No, but not that at all. Is... There's no no Irish stereotypes. Just lad, <laughs> lad stereotypes. Like I love the comradeship of like not wanting to play because you want to go on your mate's stag. That's great. Do we know if it was if he was a player or he was just one of the mates? Well, I think he was one of the players, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So you wouldn't want to be one of the players who didn't get invited on that stag and, and might have had to play. Do you know what I mean? You're saying just feel the weakened side, but... Yeah, that's it. It's, they might yeah. be the best players, just not very popular. It's like when you get, when you get the evening invite to a wedding. Yeah. You're like, ah. Oh. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I know, well, I know I'm a cousin, but come on. <laughs> A few funny things happened uh, in the aftermath of this. This sorry, there's a few more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the fun- then the- then the funny stories happens. Is this the stuff on the stag do? Because we're not supposed to talk about it. <laughs> no. What goes on tour stays on tour. It's, it's quite amazing that the stag do is not mentioned. Yeah, in it any must media or anything. They are lads. It'll yeah. have been absolutely criminal. With the Ballybrack Wikipedia page was changed. In the aftermath of this, oh yeah, for you know n- notable people from the town, you know it's like the local radio presenter or like yeah. you know so, so, uh, an excellent shepherd or something like this, <laughs> <laughs> and they changed it to Fernando Lafuento, and it says the real son of God died on a Thursday evening and rose again on a Monday in Galway. <laughs> yeah, nice. That's good, and then. Just like did, he, oh. did Fernando get a career out of this? Like, yes, did he? And no, oh, but he did make money off this. He okay. did have a bit of notoriety, and he did have, um, you know, he he was interviewed by lots of the world's media. This made the New York Post like <sighs> it went around the world. In one interview, he said, "I I can't believe this has been covered in places like." 
Vietnam and Senegal. Like, I, they would not be the countries on top of my list. Like, it was covered in the USA, yeah. <laughs> South America, Australia. It's like, well, clearly has got respect for <laughs> the developing world. Uh, this story just went everywhere. Wow. And because it's so compelling. The club released the statements. Basically, they got to the point where they're just like, we've just got to put our hands up and, and, and be as honest as possible. They stood down the senior volunteer who had communicated with the league. You can't volunteer for us anymore. <laughs> yeah, being sacked as a volunteer that's pretty is low. the worst. Yeah. Like, that's as bad as being dropped out of a WhatsApp group. I was going to say, yeah. Is he still in the WhatsApp group? Do we know? Oh, he can't be, can he? It's got to be on. These lads are banter. Or- banter lads. <laughs> <laughs> but the club, and they... I'm not sure whether they understand what they said here because this statement was very eloquent and and really well done. Except for one of the sentences starts with this grave and unmistakable mistake. I mean, mentioning graves when you've just, <laughs> when you've just pretended one of your players had died. A gross error of judgment as in the spirit of this, as it lights up on social media, Bally Brack take to their official Twitter account and say, this is their tweet, quote, anyone know what the returns policy is on a coffin? <laughs> Asking for an amigo. I mean, that's good. Followed by, and quote, for sale, 11 black armbands, mint condition, only used once. <laughs> They're not contrite, are they? They're banter lads. <laughs> that stag team would have been something else. So one of the other strange reactions to this is go back to David Moran, the chairman of the league. He must have been furious. He look, anytime I see the word the name Moran, it places me back into school. I used to go into maths class with uh with a teacher called Mr. Roberts. And there was a kid in the class called Stephen Moran. And twice a day, every day, when Mr. Roberts read out the register, he'd go, Stephen Moran. And every time Stephen Moran go, it's Moran, sir. <laughs> every time. What a horrible bully, Mr. Roberts. He would be barred from any WhatsApp group I was a part of. But anyway, that's a, a personal story. Uh, <laughs> so, so, but Moran is... He says his main concern is actually for the ridicule the person who made the false claim will face. That's very magnanimous, isn't it? Isn't that, like, compassionate? Incredibly. And isn't that, like, just... He has a real set... Like, I'm lucky enough to have a lot of friends from Ireland, and they will royally take the piss out of this person. And so you do kind of fear for the guy who's done this because he will be ridiculed no he's gonna love it he's a banter lad (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so in in that spirit i'm gonna finish the the podcast with just a kind of um i i don't think this is the it's a bad thing to do this but i don't think it's the worst thing to do they should have told fernando they should have. If, you, if you've just told Fernando, all of this could have been avoided. Well, I think that... It's still a bad thing. 
it's still a naughty thing, but it's not the worst. But the fact his parents found heard he was dead, that's that's beyond the pale. Like that's well, not good. I also think that these this isn't a, a fully pro team. Like they, these are lads getting together banter on lads. a Saturday, playing at a reasonable standard. Yeah, bands are like like willing to go on a stag do rather than <laughs> turn up to yeah. play. Like that's the level we're talking about, and and so I don't think the punishment should be like there was talk of them being banned out of the league and things like that for this one error. And I, I think actually, it sounds like they got it right. Yeah, so six I, points plus a three 0 loss. That's well, I actually thought to myself, well. Let's have a look to see if there there are any professional sports people who have uh, you know told a couple of fibs and uh, came up. Uh, Renaku Morton is a cricket player. He withdrew from the West Indies squad in two thousand and two because he said his grandmother had died. I remember that. Now, when it was researched, his grandmother had died, but sixteen years ago, yep. and his other grandmother was still alive. Now that's quite naughty for a pro player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was the ICC Cup, or something, the oh, ICC Trophy. Pass, but I do remember that. Anton Ferdinand, when he was playing for West Ham, footballer, yeah, footballer in 2007, he told West Ham that he needed to go and visit his sick grandmother in the Isle of Wight, of all places, and he actually went to the USA, to South Carolina, and spent all night boozing in the Knock Knock Club. You're kidding. <laughs> yeah. Like, the Isle of Wight or South Carolina? Like, could he have not said my grandmother lives in Florida? At least it's in a ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to get wet, you may as well get soaking. Why not say... <laughs> Why not say anything? Why the Isle of Wight? Maybe the Isle of Wight is just far enough for the club to give him permission, but not too far, so they would refuse. Or... The Isle of Wight is enough of a pain in the arse to get to that no one's going to follow in and check. Yes, potentially. <laughs> and then Mohamed Sissoko, who played for Valencia 2004, uh, he he actually said, I can't play because I've got an international game for my country, Mali, and we're playing Kenya in a friendly. And when he got back, he they said, oh, how did it go? He said, oh, we won 1-0 and I played only played for 48 minutes. No game ever took place. Well, it's just all a lie. Just made it up. No one checked. What did he do? Get the week off. I love though that he goes. I played forty-eight minutes. You know, like that's mad. How good is that? That's amazing. Like that. He th- also that he thought he could get away with it. Well, he must have thought if I've said not, if I didn't play at all, they'll question it. But if I say I played the full ninety, maybe they'll be a bit annoyed because I've I've spent too long on the pitch. Yeah, so they hold him in higher esteem because he's probably like, yeah, I told him yeah, oh, I need to come, come off because I've got to yeah, play for Valencia. In that's the... excellent. Isn't that good? Just that's making excellent. it up completely. And look, we'll finish on the, this is for me, the mother of all Irish <laughs> lies, really, because I'm talking about Stephen Ireland, who is a soccer player, footballer, f- who was playing for Manchester City. Yep. Now, and Ireland. And Ireland, yeah. yeah. And he uh, he's from just outside of Cork, in the very south of Ireland. And once you hear this story, I think that volunteer for Ballybrack can rest and sleep easily at night 
don't worry about it, mate. <laughs> you were trying your best. You're trying to help out your mates. You just misjudged your situation, misread the room. Stephen Island, however, a very high paid, very high profile professional. He had a game for the Republic of Ireland and it, they were playing the Czech Republic in Prague. But he wanted to go and visit his girlfriend. And his girlfriend was not in Prague. She's in Cork. So he has a conversation with her. And she says, well, if I know you've traveled to Prague with the Irish team, but I really want you back here with me. Do you think you can miss the game? And he's like, well, it's going to be hard to get out of. And they come to the idea that if he says that his grandmother has died, that that'll be enough of an excuse for him to get back as quickly as possible. Correct. Yeah. So he goes to the then manager, Steve Staunton, and says, my grandmother's just died. We were really close with each other. I've got to go, um, you know, struck with grief. And I've got to go and make arrangements for the funeral at home. And I've got to go now. And this is before the game. So the Football Association of Ireland do the very kind thing and hire a private jet. (laughs) No. (laughs) Stephen Ireland to get back to Cork. Meanwhile in Ireland, the story breaks. The Stephen Ireland has left the camp to go back to Ireland because his maternal grandmother was dead. His maternal grandmother read this story because she was still alive. Yes. And she was quite shocked to read of her death. And then Stephen Island goes, oh no, I meant my paternal grandmother's dead. He's changed his thought. That's quite smart, isn't it? Well, that's a, he's just said a grandparent is dead. chance. And he said, well, a grandmother's dead. I've got, there's two options there. Yeah, use the other one. One's still alive. Uh, in my grief, I chose the one that was alive, not the one that's just died. And what happens? That other grandmother, his paternal grandmother, she reads in the newspaper that she's dead. Oh, no. <laughs> she's still alive Stephen. in Ireland. <laughs> But there's a little twist. He then says, did I say my actual grandmother? Because my grandfather, he's divorced and it's his partner who's died. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Which also turns out to be a wild fabrication. So he ends up back in Cork with his girlfriend. Happy days. He's also got a game after this Aston Villa Manchester City and the manager of Manchester City at the time Sven Goran Eriksson he tries to get out of that match as well <laughs> he's having that much fun with his girlfriend yeah. and he's burnt through grand- grandmothers like anyone's business like so what, what was the outcome what did they say so he obviously got disciplined by Manchester City got disciplined by the Republic of Ireland and probably had very difficult conversations with his grandparents yeah no, no doubt. So, so Ballybrack in that, you know, when you've got role models like Stephen Island, who can blame you for trying to pull the wool? And Fernando. We're glad you're alive. <laughs> I'll finish with this quote from Fernando, which really sums it all up. He said, it looks like all the media coverage has made me more alive 
than ever. Oh, that's lovely. Isn't it amazing? That so great. out of bounds. <laughs> well played, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Wheel of Sport. Make sure you rate us wherever you get your podcasts and you can send us a message via Twitter or Instagram at the Wheel of Sport. Thanks so much, Matt. Thank you very much. Great story. He's alive! <laughs> Fernando Lafuente Saez, good morning. Good morning, sir. Uh, how are you? Good, good. I'm alive and kicking, like the newspapers say. You're definitely not dead. We can clarify that. Oh, you never know. (laughs) 